boop. I, I do not consent. No. Haha, <laughs> 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 this is cons- consensual non-consent recording. What does it say? What if, what, if, what if I don't consent to being recorded, too, Jeff? Too bad, sucker. <laughs> You're still on the call, so. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. That's Fine. how it is. I I am in I'm in power. I am in charge. I've no I have no power here. Fair, I guess. I have nothing. <laughs> you have no power here. I have no power here. What's that from? I always quote that, but it's from what is that from? I thought it was from one of the Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Oh, that's right. It's when yeah, Gandalf uh is in the the Lord uh, Rohan, and they're like, "You have no power here." Oh, uh, is that, that's right. I don't know why I forgot that. I quote that all the time. Like, oh, like with my kids. Dude in a robe. I'm like, it has to be Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever my kids are arguing and I'm just like, I have no power here. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that says more about me. So. I would see it in, on the internet with memes. It'll be like a bunch of guys in a cyber cafe gaming and some girl walks in in like a bikini or something and they're like, ha you have no power here. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I would think it would be reversed because the men would be like, I don't know what to do. Talk to another person. They're all all busy focused on their game. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't know. Well, let's jump in. We've got some Trek to talk about. Talking Trek. Trek and and discussing. Discuss Trek. Discuss. Discussed. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. Welcome to the Nerd Trek podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. Who's feeling a lot better? He's not uh, peeking his guts out or anything. Death has not taken me yet. <laughs> Death, you have no power here. <laughs> uh, which is good. I'm glad, you know, because finding a replacement for you, would I, there's like an application process. It's I'd have to screen people. Ugh, then it would have to change the name of it to the David Memorial Podcast. Ugh. Yeah, it'd be like Nerd Trek prevent, Pre- Presents David. Presents. Memorial That's nerd a really Trek long podcast. way to say, David, you're irreplaceable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. It's a long way of saying if you die, there's a lot of paperwork we have to do. <laughs> there is. Well, that's I, fair. you know, I got to paperwork. I got to claim the insurance. It, it's it's a whole thing. It's a thing. All right. Um, considering we have dark, morbid uh, senses Great. of humor, you know. I was on call yesterday and I was watching Ash versus Evil Dead. So a lot of blood, a lot of gore, and I had to do two two death visits. Then you, so ooh. Yeah, in the same night. It was two for damn. That's a pretty light night. It was pretty quiet. I didn't get any other calls, but for the two two deaths. You should just yeah. walk in since you do hospice to like all your calls with a Necronomicon, just casually and then like set it down oh, on the Jesus side, Christ. like the end table and <laughs> just proceed with the visit. Pretended like it's not there. Like uh, nothing's happening. <laughs> just don't, just do not acknowledge it at all. Don't look at the book. Don't even look at it. Don't, don't read from the book. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be so terrible. That's horrible. And then right as you're leaving every visit, just Klaatu, Verata, Nikto. So bad. That'd be amazing, but it'd be, it would be so bad. It would be great. I can't do that. A patient t- today goes, oh, Jeff, I'm so blessed to have you in, in my life. And I was like, if you only knew. No. <laughs> you obviously don't listen to my podcast. No, God, no. I hope no one does. No one listen to this. Turn it off right now. No. I'm very professional at work. I'm very lovely. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear. Mm-hmm. I swear. All right. <laughs> well, um, he's a good talk... little two shoes. Good, good little two shoes. <laughs> good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that movie. That's such a good movie. It is. It is. All right. Let's talk Trek. We're going to talk about something. Uh, kids. I don't know. This is this is a weird one. Anyway, oh, this, is, this is the saddest episode of the season. <laughs> it's the saddest. <laughs> Today we're talking Rascals. TNG episode seven, original air day. Or TNG season six, episode seven. Fuck. I'm all out of whack. Uh, <laughs> October 31st, 1992. It aired on Halloween. So oh, are you, you going to ask me why this is the saddest okay, episode? Why is this the saddest episode? Because it's the last episode with Chief O'Brien in it. It is. Aww. He God dies immediately after. <laughs> Bastard transfers to DS9. Bastard. So I see, I always forget this. I thought DS9 started way earlier. Did it start in like season six or seven of TNG? This is, this is it. Yeah. So it started in season six. Yeah. Uh, Emissary was filmed like just before Rascals was filmed or right at the same time ish Rascals mm. was filmed. Yeah. Well, because I think there is a crossover. Obviously, the pilot of DS9 is a bit of a crossover, but there's a crossover yeah. episode on TNG where they're yeah, at we get DS9. A, we get a little mini, yeah, look at DS9 on TNG. Now, did that like, air promenade and some did of that, that air before DS9 aired? That's a good question. Or is it, or is it supposed to kind of take mm-hmm. place when, in the pilot of DS9, the Enterprise well, is there? Yeah, it's just kind of interwoven into the timeline. I think because okay. everything lines up timeline wise with with the episode from tng and then into ds9 so it all interweaves properly but okay as far as the actual like air dates and stuff i'd have to double check i know yeah because i'm curious curious. i don't know okay uh yeah this is the last appearance on tng uh sort of i think he comes back in all good things but there's some time travel involved um but yeah of, of him and keiko and molly and um, this is uh, Ensign Rose second to last episode, Damn. I think. And dude, watching this, like, I feel bad for Ensign Rose because basically she gets like, she's she's barely in. Anytime she is in, some weird, strange shit happens to her. Mm-hmm. And um, Michelle Forbes is only in the like the opening five minutes of this, and then she's a kid the rest of the episode. So it's like, yeah, they, they don't they, even they, they don't even do the transformation back to her at the end. No, they, they do Ensign Row so dirty in all these episodes. Like, weird shit just, just happens to her. Mm. It's, it's weird. Um, so basically in this one, uh, Picard, Guinan, Keiko, and Row uh, are coming back from a conference, which this would be like the weirdest D&D group ever, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're coming back. They get caught in some <laughs> energy thing. They transport through and they're turned into like 12 year old kids. Uh, and then the Ferengi. Yeah. Cause it's a mysterious transport. See, and this is why Barkley has issues with the transporter. Cause he's like, oh, yeah. fuck no, there's, this is the safest way to travel. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to try and get into the weird science involved in this episode of turning there's, adults into kids using the transporter. It's bullshit. And everybody knows it. We'll just move on with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is bullshit. Um, basically to enjoy this episode, if you just set your brain aside and go, it's just a fun little adventure. That's all it is. Uh, cause then the Ferengi take over. And then of course, Picard junior, uh, saves the day from the Ferengi. Cause the Ferengi are just beyond stupid. Well, yeah. Sadly. I mean, you, you couldn't see like 
the Romulans or the Cardassians or somebody do, trying to do this. Right. <laughs> you know, or the or the kids being able to take back the ship from them. <laughs> but the Ferengi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the Ferengi because, I mean, when they were first introduced, they were supposed to kind of be this next big bad. And then they just got more comical. And it just like they just seem like how, how do they function as a civilization? They just seem so stupid. Well, yeah, they're stupid if it's anything that's not involving money. Well, I don't know. I guess this technically is, but it's not running mm-hmm. a business or scamming people even, in some way. Yeah, because even from the limited DS9, I've seen Cork seems like a very good businessman. He's you know mm-hmm. he runs a profitable profitable business, mm-hmm. and he's not like evil. He's he's a little schemy and capitalistic, but he's not like evil like a lot of the other Ferengi. Yeah, he does some shady shit and a little bit of like gray market kind of dealings and stuff, but he's not yeah. hijacking things and no, exactly. He's not trying to take over a galaxy class starship <laughs> with five guys. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> can't imagine how <laughs> it's like why they just didn't get everybody in bum rush. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right. Just assault them. I don't yeah. know. Just beat that shit. Up. Yeah. It's but just, whatever. it's weird. Yeah. Um, no, that being said, I enjoy it. It's this is a fun episode. It's yeah. it's pretty creative. The kid that plays little Jean Luc is actually the same kid from the episode Brothers who plays Rene, his uncle, his nephew. Plays his nephew. Yep. Yeah, same kid. So you got to play both. Yeah. I think my favorite scene <laughs> is when they finally switch Picard back to being an adult and he kind of like yeah, rubs his he head. He does the hand. Yeah, that's why like, I started laughing yeah. a minute ago because that's what popped into my head. That little he's like, like, oh, I missed like, I missed the full my head hair. hair. My hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I would good. miss if I was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked, um, I think the best part is of them turning into kids is the whole guy in a row dynamic. Because 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 Ro, you know, she explains like she grew up in like a, you know, a refugee camp and Guinan's like, well, let's just have fun because that's mm-hmm. what Guinan would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah and and to me, them leaving. You can't do anything. Yeah. That's and cool. to me, them leaving Ro as a kid at the end kind of amplified that. It was like, yeah, she's give her a little bit of time to enjoy while she can. Right. Instead of being like, a, you know, hunted yeah, by. Yeah. Let her, build, and, let her build some good memories. Not. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that part. That that was the good stuff. But um, I love I love Guinan's line. I haven't been a kid for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Then the stuff with Keiko and and Miles, they're trying to like hint at it, but then because even Miles is like, "This is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this feels wrong in, in a certain way," and he even says that he's like, "This feels wrong." Yeah. Oh, yeah, which is understandable because it kind of is. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't. It's. I think I was reading basically the the writer of this episode just at first was like, "This is a stupid episode," but then once he got the assignment, he's like, "Well, fine, I have to write it, so I'm just going to write the shit out of it." But he's like, "But this is a stupid episode." Yeah. <laughs> and it was directed by Adam Nimoy. It was. Hmm. David, do you know this... who that is? Well, considered. <laughs> Spock with Leonard Nimoy. I'm assuming it's a relative of his, possibly a son. His son, yes. Yes. <laughs> this just... was the this was the first episode apparently of of Star Trek that he directed or his his big directorial debut. Hmm. That's cool. And he has to try and direct kids, which is 
a nightmare always. So right. I always wonder, like, did like, um, did Patrick Stewart still get paid the same? And he's only only has like five minutes of screen time. Does he still get paid for the full episode? Yeah, it's contract whether you have five minutes of screen time or forty four. Mm. Well, that, that was a good payday then. They usually do that like for people's like vacation, whatever. Give them a break. That's why a couple of episodes ago there was no Deanna Troy. She was mysteriously missing. It's like oh, oh she's always gone. Marina Sirtis must have been gone. Yeah. Or instead of a twenty-four episode contract, they get like a twenty-two episode contract, something like that. Probably, yeah, because some episodes they're just not there. Or they'll show up in the at the end and they like wave. Yeah. <laughs> then that's it. Yeah. David, what did you think about this one? Had had you seen this this one before? No, I hadn't. But you guys have talked about the episode Rascals for quite a while, so I knew what I was in for at least to a degree. But I, I honestly thought they were going to be younger. I didn't realize they were going to be teenagers. I thought it was like they all turned to babies. (laughs) (laughs) I was totally expecting like a Rugrats episode on the Enterprise. Um, (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) Here comes Johnny waddling up to the replicator to try and get his Earl Grey tea. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. What do you mean I can't get it hot? (laughs) Tea Earl Grey lukewarm. Okay, sorry. (laughs) That's the best replicator can do because you're too little for hot stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, pseudoscience aside with the transporters, like, uh, some of the personalities of them I did think was weird, Roe probably being the biggest one, because I get that her hap- her childhood wasn't happy, but you'd be like, you'd think she'd be like, okay, well, I'm 12, but different circumstances than how I grew up, so obviously it's not going to be the same, and... I Granted, I get why she wasn't like, oh, I'm going to jump into the fun immediately, like Guinan was going to... But you'd think to a degree she'd be like, well, what can I do now that I'm like a kid here instead of a kid elsewhere? Yeah, but yeah, I can get that. They just kept trying to write in really heavy handedly like, nope, her childhood was squashed. <laughs> like, like even when Guinan's trying to get her to jump on the bed and she doesn't want to, I'm like, OK, come on. That's like a universal. Well, because we thing didn't have do. a bed. <clears throat> yeah. And this is and this is a pretty um, I don't want to say universal experience amongst Bajoran kids that age, but we'll hear mm. more when we get into DS9 with Major Kira and um, her growing up in a refugee camp and then becoming part of the resistance and stuff and just how rough life was for so those that, that when whole, they were under Cardassian occupation thing. Yeah, it's uh, that whole generation. Yeah, basically just a wreck generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I, a little more backstory could make that a bit more. Le- or a bit less weird, I guess. It just, it didn't feel right. Like, the whole time that she's arguing with her, yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is dumb, move on, please. Like, <laughs> I like that whole conversation. Mm. Just well, I think, I think it just goes back to how they didn't really, like, maybe they had the intentions to bring, or to, to make more for the character Ensign Rowe, and then it just never materialized. Because, remember, she's in the episode Cause and Effect, but she doesn't do anything. She's just an Ensign. She just says a couple lines. She doesn't, it could have been any Ensign there. Yeah, and they were yeah. and they were prepping this character to go to DS9 to yeah. be part of the mm. to be part of that cast. So. Yeah, I I guess this episode just has a lot of lost potential. Even putting making them this age, like I was almost you could do like a Home Alone type episode on the Enterprise <laughs> in a way, like it's <laughs> paint cans. Well, it's not even paint cans, but using more high tech. Options and stuff micro, like that. Micro-machines out in the corridor. That, that <laughs> <laughs> the 
The stupid Ferengi would probably still step on it and get hurt. Well, look, it's, it's a micro. They could have been totally meta and, and used the micro machines like of the Enterprise. Like little toys. Oh, there's so much that you could have done. But I mean, just the general concept of like it's their home field advantage against yeah. only a few people who are trying to take the whole place. They should have been able to operate as kids and well, use that creativity. They kind of did. They use like a remote yeah. control car with the com with the uh, oh, communicator yeah, and yeah, like uh, hypo sprays. They did that. Sure. Okay. Like, <laughs> you're like, eh. it was a shitty attempt at it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting enough. I'll give it a six on the table meter, but okay. it just a lot of lost potential, a lot of, it just didn't feel like their heart was in this episode. Like you said, with the writer with that was like, ah, oh, I got to do it. I might as well do it. Yeah. No, but, I, mm-hmm. it probably wasn't the greatest like thing to write. Nobody, nobody seems to give a rat's ass on this <laughs> thing from the actors to the writers, to the director. Mm-hmm. It just kind of felt. Bleh. I like how you say all that. And you're like, it's a six out of 10. Like it's still, it's, it's not <laughs> well, like it's it is. I mean, it's yeah. That, that, Complete five would be mid range, like, and there was a couple of neat little moments in this that was kind of neat. I, I oddly enough, as much as I hated Rose's side, I liked the little conversation between her and Guinan mm-hmm. from Guinan's side. Um, and the kid yeah. who played young Picard was kind of did a pretty good job. Like, I, yeah. I was just thinking how weird it must have been for Riker when he's like, "Your son's here!" <laughs> and runs in and. Dad. Like he's got, you know, he's got to be looking down, going, "Oh God, this is my nightmare." Like, <laughs> he's my number one. He's dad. my number one dad. <laughs> he's my number one dad. <laughs> Very good, number one. He's my number one dad. <laughs> and the Fringy are just like, "Oh, these kids like to wear uniforms too. It's fine. They're dressing up. They're yeah, they're like <laughs> they're playing dress up or something with a Starfleet uniform. Yeah, communicators and everything." <laughs> my <laughs> other theory. Is that because Alexander's in this one and then he's also in the next one? I'm like, they must have had this kid for like two weeks and they're like, oh, let's just cram him into an episode. Like, that's <laughs> that, that's that's my theory. That that feels about right. Yeah. It's like just a little reminder, like, yep, no, he's still there. He still Worf, exists. Worf, Worf's still being a shitty dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in the next one. <laughs> um, yeah, but then they save the day. They, I think, um, and then they get turned back because they find some way to use the transporter because they have a saved pattern. To... Dr. Crusher is a fucking genius. I'll have you know. Okay. <laughs> she is. Don't do it. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> no, she is. Um, I think my other favorite scene is where, cause I know a lot of the cast always complained about the like techno babble on the show. Cause there, there's just like a lot of shit that they, they just make up and say <laughs> that scene with Riker and the Ferengi and the, the Ferengi, command yep. station. Oh, that no. one. And he's just making up words. It's not even like real Star Trek words. He's like, (laughs) yeah, take the flange and it's crossover of the duotronic blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's just making shit up. (laughs) Multiply by this and then add that. And that's how you get (laughs) this this over here. I'm like, oh. That was awesome. Yeah. I like that. Meanwhile, Uh, he's like, beep, 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 beep. And give us (laughs) the classroom computer access. (laughs) Yeah. I like how in the future, even the, the, the kid's computer is still just like a shitty fish trying to get you to like learn about shapes. <laughs> Hi, I'm the enterprise computer. What would you like to learn about today? I'm clippy. Do you want to learn something? <laughs> <laughs> you mean badgy? I'm badgy. badgy. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to take over the enterprise. <laughs> we can't allow that. 
<laughs> Would you like some help? <laughs> and Guinan Guy- was like, no, dumbass. You got to talk to it like a kid. Show me a picture of the Enterprise. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was know how to spell Guinan. Enterprise? E-N-T-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> Computer mute audio. Mute. <laughs> That's what I like about Guinan, too, is that even as an adult or as a kid, she's like, she just like says shit and she's like, look, you're a kid. Talk to it like a kid or do this. Like she's just so much more upfront about things and doesn't get in her own head about yeah. stuff. I like Einan. <laughs> I'm excited for the, uh, the Picard season two. I got the trailer. I got very misty mm. seeing Guinan back. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. It's going to tear my heart a bit. Guinan is my favorite. It is going to be interesting. Yeah. I yeah, it'll be good. Um Yeah, that's really all that happens in this one. Um Yeah, I I it's fine. It's if it's on, I won't turn it off. I'm not going to seek it out, but it's not I just I think I'm getting to the point where I don't like the kind of fluff episodes. Like I want the sci-fi like even if it's a bullshit sci-fi one. Like I I I much prefer that or the moral dilemma. Like I I don't care about this yeah i'll take something with like funny is fine because there is always kind of the silly episodes but usually there's some moral dilemma or something rolled into it that they're dealing with yeah well because even the q ones can be funny like where he lost his uh all the powers but there was was there was a story behind it and like morals and all that but it was still funny this one or at least it gives you something to think about (laughs) there's nothing to think about in this one it is a brain dead episode and it's fine and if someone does like this good for you fine i I, i'm not gonna dog you for it i just i'm kind of indifferent to this one oh i will if you want to come on the show i'll dog you (laughs) all we can have a nice discussion about how wrong you are (laughs) david is not short of opinions not on this one apparently He's really rallied from last week when he could barely utter two, two syllables together. He's like, it's fine. <laughs> Fuck this one. Well, to be fair, not only was I not feeling well fair. last week, but the two episodes we did then were not worth talking about either. So, <laughs> Damn. Oh, True Q and Schisms? Schisms is good. I like Schisms. There's, yeah, but there isn't a lot to discuss. And again, it's not there's no moral quandary or something to really like mull around in your head or anything. You're just kind of watching them. It's a good creepy episode. Be abducted. Like, yeah, yeah it's creepy, but it's not like that has a real good one where we can talk about deep science or metaphysical issues or moral dilemmas or anything like. So, uh, and and I know we've talked about this before too. Wait till we get to DS9 because DS9 talks about a lot of deep issues and like mm-hmm. morals and sci-fi shit and like racism and sexism and like all kinds of shit. So I think DS9 is going to be, be good for, for both of us. Religion, yeah. politics, it's got it all. It's got everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good. It'll be a change. But that's what I, I you know, they're they're different flavors, which I've you know, I've said before. TNG is exactly. the you it's like Baskin shiny. Robbins. Yeah. yeah. You go into Baskin Robbins and you're like, look at all these choices of Star Trek I got. Hmm, what am I gonna have today? It is. <laughs> I think TNG is kind of the bubblegum flavor. You know, it's generally happy and everything works out in the end. Where I think DS9 is probably more like a rocky road. It gets, it's a little bumpy and there's a lot of there's a mix of flavors in there. And I'm sure all every once in a while. I would try to compare what TOS is, but they don't make a poop flavored ice cream. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not even vanilla because vanilla is good. I like vanilla. Yeah. What's like the shittiest What's ice cream flavor? Pistachio? Coffee. Coffee ice cream. Oh, I like Ooh. coffee. 
Is that like mud, ice cream? Mud I'd, go with I'd that say one. pistachio. Or no, what's um? Okay. Mm, there's gotta be something shitty. I don't know. Tweet us what you're what what. T- actually, do this. If you listen to this, go on to almond fudge. Our social medias <laughs> and tell us what ice cream flavors you would <laughs> assign to each series. I'm curious to see who even does this. Seven worst ice cream flavors of all time. One second. <laughs> There's got to be a fucking list. Yes, there is. Okay. First there is. <laughs> the internet does not disappoint. Bad mm. ice cream flavors. Garlic flavored ice cream. That is a TOS for sure. Mm. Oh, that's garlic a Gilroy flavored. thing. <sighs> What's Cactus Gilroy? flavor. The Gilroy Garlic Festival. Oh. They, they always do garlic ice cream. But those aren't like traditional flavors. Like you can't just get garlic anywhere. <laughs> Chicken wing ice cream, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> curry flavored ice cream lobster curry. flavor bacon flavored okay i could get on board with bacon I can or do cotton bacon. candy okay yeah. that's weird um yeah I, I don't know i got nothing else for this one it's it's fine uh no one dies um just our dig our just dignity <laughs> what yeah that's <laughs> um all right i got nothing else short episode yeah i mean it's fine i it's fine. i enjoy it so whatever and you can enjoy it i perfect i, see I this, do every damn time see this fits into someone's lunch break it's perfect you're welcome everybody <laughs> go back to the, to the capitalism machine <laughs> um, cog in the wheel cog in the wheel yeah. all right um david take do our outro all right, and yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where you can see links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerds section. You can buy some of our shit at Cafe Press, and whenever you are done being the shittiest child ever, you can give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll read it out over the air. I'm really sad. I was really hoping you guys were going to enjoy that episode more. Well, it's fine. Phil. I don't. I know. <laughs> it's okay, and that'll happen sometimes. Watch it now. Now, 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 now. 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 <laughs> he sounded like Veruca Salt. I was yeah, just thinking now. that. Oh, my now, golden now, ticket. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening. We do always appreciate it. Uh, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Yeah.